stuck in my ways. I'm stuck in the house for most of the day. I'm chasing my dreams and running away. But I got a chance, I'm running my play. I want that none of y'all take it away. I'll never change, I'm stuck in my ways. All right, what is going on today? So, welcome to the first episode of Hey Mark. If you're brand new to who I am and what I like to talk about, my name is Mark and this is the podcast where I'm going to have like open and authentic conversations about things like mental health, pushing past adversities and struggles, whether that be in your personal life, your work life, entrepreneurship, mental health, you know, physical health, anything like that. But basically, I just want to spread good vibes and, you know, share the stories that I've had overcoming different struggles and basically like everybody else my story of you know the pursuit of happiness and just kind of understanding what good health and mental health looks like so the first guest I'm going to speak to if you subscribe to me on YouTube then you probably have seen this conversation already it was with Jonathan Mueller you can find him at triple m coaching ca or at Muscles of Music on Instagram. And this guy is probably the nicest guy I've ever met. And he's just such a great, genuine soul. And I think you guys will really enjoy this conversation just as much as I did because there was a lot of great perspective from it. So if, if you're brand new to this stuff and you want to start following this journey or maybe just start listening to different perspectives from different individuals that have dealt with different struggles, then... I would recommend kind of subscribing to this or following this journey. And if you enjoy this type of content, then all I ask is that you just kind of, you know, maybe recommend it to somebody who is going through something or just needs a little bit of motivation or just wants to put their life in the right direction. So without further ado, let's jump straight into this conversation and I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. This time we're recording. All right, there we go. I, I, I should have noticed that in the top corner too. <laughs> so we just filmed a 40-minute conversation, John and I, and I did not hit record. It's completely my fault, and we had an awesome conversation. But we're going to try and obviously not just redo that entire conversation. Uh, we'll have a brand-new one now. Uh, we'll build off what we chatted about, obviously. Uh, before we jump into this conversation, we should do a little bit of an introduction into who you are. Uh, I'm going to throw your Instagrams in the description, obviously. Uh, he's at Muscles and Music and at Triple M Coaching CA on Instagram. Uh, he's got a personal account and then one that's kind of more devoted to personal training specifically. But John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so, uh, like Mark said, my name is Jonathan Mueller. I'm a strength coach and personal trainer, uh, usually out of the North Burnaby area. Uh, I've been doing this for about four years, and I try to help people just uh, get as strong as they can be and prepare themselves for living their lives. Nice, man. And uh, for yourself, how does how does like fitness and music kind of tie into your mental health? Which one would you say kind of impacts your mental health the most actually? Yeah. Um, I would say they both really kind of help in their own ways, right? Like fitness really helps me from obviously more of a physical standpoint, 
Um, I always feel so uh, accomplished when I finish like just a crazy, crazy workout or even, even if it's not a crazy workout, if I'm like going for a walk or uh, taking a bike ride, there's something really, really nice about um, getting that kind of movement in. I think there's something primal about it, you know, like we're, we're meant to be such mobile creatures, right? I think you read somewhere we're supposed to be like supple leopards. <laughs> um, very sexual in tone, but um, we're supposed to, <laughs> we're supposed to, uh, we're supposed to move. That's kind of like our primary function aside from creating more of ourselves. Uh, from the music standpoint, is definitely more of a spiritual kind of connection for me. It, it attacks my mental health from, I guess, a creative standpoint as well as a um, emotive kind of standpoint. It's it's with music that I'm able to kind of express the things that I wouldn't usually be able to express with like a one rep max. You know, it's a different it's a different kind of nuance to it. I don't want to say it's more like intimate, but um, in in many ways it is. So I, it's I find they both kind of work hand in hand. Nice man. And uh, obviously, so you work in a gym right now, and you guys are closed. I'm assuming because of the social isolation, the quarantine kind of mm -hmm. social quarantine we're doing. Are you still working mm -hmm. out every day? Uh, yeah. Um, so the gym I'm working at right now, it's uh, Dynasty Burnaby. Um, they've been doing this really amazing thing um, to help their members stay fit, in which they've actually rented out pretty much every single piece of equipment they have um, for free for their members um, wow. to use. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's kind of, it's kind of a um, universal standpoint with most of the CrossFit gyms and boxes around the world. Um, they've let their members um, borrow the equipment. We're running Zoom classes online uh, every day to uh, help them utilize that equipment and to keep them connected so they don't feel alone during this time. Um, so I myself have a barbell, uh, obviously a ton of plates. <laughs> um, and uh, I've been plugging away. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So I'm good. <laughs> have, have the qualities of your workout changed at all? Um, yes and no. Definitely. I find I really um, pull off of that community aspect with my training sessions. Um, even uh, at uh, our old workplace too, I always found I worked out better when, when I had one of you guys around. Um, there's, I don't want to say I'm dragging my feet in my garage right now, but it's definitely a more, it's a more gentle workout. <laughs> it's more of, more of me just going through the movements and uh, making sure I don't get rusty. So are you using like lighter weight or you have like less intensity? Um, a bit of both. Uh, less intensity. I don't do, um, well, well uh, I was doing CrossFit for a bit of time before uh, all this happened. So I'm not doing as much of the uh, cross training style stuff right now. Um, so I'm using a little bit lighter weight. I'm working on my technique uh, for snatches, cleans, stuff like that, doing accessory work. So are you still coaching people? You're still coaching classes and people online then? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I decided to start up a, uh, 
two time a week uh, Instagram live uh, class. So I offer that for free right now. Um, there are Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. if anyone wants to join in. Uh, that's just my way of giving back. I actually just today actually just to finish the prep work to uh, offer personal training online as well, virtual training. And this I kind of wanted to do um, from the bottom of my heart. So right now what I'm doing is I'm offering 30 minute Zoom sessions um, by donation. Wow. That's sick. Yeah. So you're still so pretty like, busy, even though we're isolated. I try to be. <laughs> I try to be. That's um, like, you know me, man. Like, I, I I can work hard. So when when I have, I think the first two days of isolation, when I didn't really have anything, I was already slowly kind of like, I was doing things I wouldn't usually do. I was like cleaning the crumbs off of like the small surface of the desk, things like that, right? <laughs> How how are you going to spend the rest of your day? Because we just spent 40 minutes talking and then I didn't record it. This is going to be probably another 40 minutes now. So I'm eating up a good yeah. hour and a half of your time. <laughs> what, are you, what are you going I to spend it. the rest of the day doing? This is good, man. Like usually, to be honest, is usually my nap time right about now. So I'm glad that I'm not taking a nap for once. I'm doing something really fun and uh, productive. So thanks for that. Um, when I've done this, um, we do have a Zoom. Uh, session happening later tonight. Uh, I'm not teaching that, but I definitely always try to pop my head in. So I'll be in for that. We got a client tonight, and um, I'm you, well. You know, I'm like really into coffee, right? Like um, I post about it all the time on my uh, on my accounts. Uh, I'm gonna try out that. Uh, have you seen this Dalgona coffee um, thing that's been popping around the internet? No, I haven't. It's. Uh, I think it started in like South Korea. Um, it's basically a whipped coffee. So like you like take a hand mixer and you mix together an instant coffee with like a little bit of milk and hot water. It looks really, it looks like, it looks like a butterbeer to be honest. Um, it doesn't look good to me at all, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you got this much time, like why not? Right. Let's try it out. Let's do it for the gram. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, so before I recorded all this, we had a really good chat about you know how fitness has impacted your mental health, how music's impacted your mental health. But how is how has this social isolation impacted your mental health? You you were at home with your family. Luckily, I'm assuming with me, like just like me, I'm I'm with my family as well. But um, how is how has this whole like social isolation impacted your mental health? It's actually a really um, interesting dynamic because um, in our previous recording, I think we talked a bit about how um, I previously I wasn't um, very confident being by myself. Mm -hmm. So I was having a lot of like uh, anxiety or really dark thoughts uh, being alone. I was very, I was very uh, depressed to be alone by myself. Um, now that I'm at this current point, when I'm with uh, my family, I'm noticing it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Because uh, usually how my days work are, um, I usually work from 6 a.m. till 10 a.m. Then I'll have a split. So I'll have a break until 3 or 4. Then I'll work from 4 until 8 or 9. So I'm basically 
by myself for most of the day. So I almost feel like I've gotten so used to that, that it's kind of affecting uh, the way I integrate with people like for a whole day, if that makes sense. It's, it's, uh, it's an interesting pattern that I noticed about myself is um, I'm almost like craving that even though like we're isolated, I'm craving that like soul isolation, which yeah. is not like, it doesn't, it doesn't sound good at all, but um, that's kind of like the creature that I de developed myself into for the past three, four months. So uh, I recognize that it's just, um, it's just habitual. It's just like part of my routine. So I try and catch myself when I do get a bit more irritable from being around other people. And I just take a moment to um, just be thankful that I get to spend this time with my parents and my girlfriend time that I probably wouldn't usually have to spend with them. Nice, man. So yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that one. I'm, I'm someone who needs to kind of be by myself for a little bit just to recharge. Um, but like we kind of talked about in the past, or I guess the past recording that didn't actually record, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, like there, there seems to be a fine line between being alone and then feeling lonely. How do you kind of differentiate mm -hmm. the two? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I try and look back. I haven't really felt lonely for a bit of time now, just because I really, I, that's something I really worked on with myself. But um, what I do remember about whenever I would feel lonely is I would definitely kind of feel like I was the only person in the universe. And I know that's like an obvious thing to say, but then if you were to take a moment and kind of hypothesize that, um, that kind of scenario, um, and really believe in it, then you kind of get this deep, for me anyways, you get this like deep hole in my belly, right? It almost feels like I'm empty inside. So um, I haven't felt like that in a while, so that's good. good. <laughs> um, when I'm by myself these days, um, it's usually very peaceful is what I find. It's very... Um, enlightening because I look at it as when I'm by myself it gives me a moment to kind of check in with myself as opposed to being myself being by myself because I have to be by myself and so um, I've been I've really learned to relish that and be more in tune with my emotions and my thoughts and um, yeah just develop myself that way nice man and so even with the social isolation, you've been working out, is it every day? Like, are you working out every single day? I try not to. It's really easy to, um, <laughs> I find for me, like, I, there's always something that I want to work on, um, especially I just took up uh, Olympic weightlifting. So there's always something to work on when you're doing that. Um, I try to limit it um, heavy training at least two or uh, four days a week minimum um uh, maximum sorry <laughs> four days a week maximum yeah and then i'll try to have one full rest day so that's like that's like a non-activity day aside from maybe like a walk and then i'll have one auxiliary day so maybe i'll like do yoga 
or like I'll do um, I'll do something with the family, go out for a walk with the family. Nice. And we talked about it a little bit before. I'm going to ask you to dive into it a little bit. Like, how did your fitness journey start off? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, well, I went to university um, not for any kind of kin degree. I was in university for music education. So definitely um, nothing anywhere close to the field of fitness. But I also used to be 100 pounds heavier uh, than I am today. Um, I was about 290, 300 pounds and I didn't mention this earlier, but my, my blood pressure was extremely high. It was, I think, um, it was around the one eighties, 180, 190 over 85, over 85. Yeah. That's I don't what even it know was. What that means. And it was like, it, it means that like, I basically had like the worst blood pressure you could think of <laughs> for a 21 year old. Um, so, um, I basically got started out of, uh, spite really. Um, I was in my physician's office, my family doctor's office, and she essentially gave up on me. Um, she, she looked at my records and my blood tests and she was like, you know what? You're done. <laughs> you lose. Take these pills. <laughs> uh, this is your, uh, this is your, uh, plus one here. So she gave, she prescribed me blood pressure pills. And um, I was like, not about that. They were the same pills my dad was taking. So I was like, there's no way I'm taking pills someone twice my age is taking right now. So uh, I decided to start looking at things from a natural perspective, which is obviously losing weight. Um, so I uh, started utilizing my membership at Steve Nash. I started with their group fitness classes there. Um, the person that I was teaching the group, fitness, the group fitness classes I went to the most uh, actually ended up being my trainer. And from that, I basically just shed off the pounds. It was an extremely fast process. I did like 100 pounds in 10 months, um, which starts a whole other uh, talk about, about how, now looking back at it, I almost feel like I lost it too fast. Uh, there were a lot of issues that came in with that thereafter, a lot of things I did that um, I recognize now as a health professional, I should not have done. <laughs> um, but I'm thankful to have gone through the process anyways, because it wouldn't have, it basically led me to where I am now. Nice, man. And um, for people that are out there and maybe they want to like lose some weight or gain some muscle, when you first started off, what was the biggest... Uh, I guess for yourself personally, what was the, the biggest obstacle to overcome? Was it more nutrition? Was it being in the gym with your workouts? Like what was harder for you? It's, um, it's a little bit of both those things. Obviously the world of nutrition is so saturated. Like everybody has their, their like magic rule for losing weight. Um, honestly, like, it's like, there's no magic trick to it. It's, it's a matter of what works best for your body as well as just being in a bit of a deficit is what I've come to find. Like, it doesn't matter if it's keto. It doesn't matter if it's, is Atkins still a thing? It doesn't matter if it's Atkins. It doesn't matter if it's Weight Watchers. Um, although I have opinions on all those things, but as long as it works for you, it fits your lifestyle. And um, you're in that deficit range, basically meaning you're eating a little bit less than you're, um, than you're burning, then you should see the results coming in. 
Um, besides the nutrition, I would say the biggest piece of advice I can give to uh, really get a jump start and stay consistent with your fitness is to have a community or a person that'll keep you accountable. Um, that's why I uh, got my personal trainer. That's why I started doing group fitness classes. Those are both ways to keep yourself accountable with your fitness goals, right? Um, with the fitness classes, like make friends. Like I can't, I don't want to say I can't stand it, but then you can't go to a fitness class three times a week and not make a single friend. If you're just, <laughs> it's impossible. Like you're, you're all like kind of relishing in your discomfort. Like there's no way you're going to get up and just kind of pull on your jacket and walk out. Like just like high five someone, right? Like be like, say thank you for experiencing this with me. And then once you build that connection, then believe me, like the next time you don't show up, <laughs> you're going to get three or four people they're going to like call you out, not call you out, but they'll just be like, where were you? Right. Where were you? Why didn't you come in? And that's, that's a great kind of uh, support to have is people who keep you accountable for what you said you're going to do. So that's my, that would be my big tip is having an accountability person or community. Nice, man. And then uh, obviously through losing the hundred pounds in 10 months, how did that impact your mental health? Yeah. Like, um, I guess a Before better question. I lost, yeah. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to yeah, start okay. off with a better question. What kind yeah. of things were you dealing with with your mental health before you lost the weight? Yeah. Um, so before I lost the weight, um, I felt like, I guess, any other uh, overweight, obese person would feel, um, which is a lot of self-confidence issues, obviously a lot of body image issues, um, anxiety social anxiety specifically like i didn't want to go anywhere i didn't want people to see me right um when i lost that weight uh i felt great actually like i had the body that i that i thought i always wanted i was going through a bulk phase too so i was looking like super cut um i had abs for the first time in my life and that was like incredible too um but what i noticed is after three four months um those same feelings started to come back, right? Like, uh, I, I actually specifically remember the day where I caught myself um, questioning my physique. It just kind of became like, it was just never enough, you know? Um, not to tie into those like super cliche bodybuilding jokes, right? But it just, it never felt, I, wanted, I needed more. Like it didn't feel good enough, right? Um, and that's when I kind of realized that until I sorted out those feelings for myself, until I basically learned how to um, love who I was and love me for, for me at that point in time, like no amount of muscle I would gain would ever really be enough. No amount of weight I would lift would ever really be enough because I didn't think I was enough, you know? Yep. Yeah, 100%. And uh, one thing that I just kind of thought of was uh you know when we worked in the gym we always talked about the five pillars of fitness and yeah. so you could never have a complete fitness regimen without each of these five pillars they were the most important mm -hmm. parts and they broke mm -hmm. down to different things like nutrition or stretching or weightlifting cardio and then obviously personal trainer like having some sort of assistance there yeah i think i think with uh mental health 
like fitness is a way that you and I have used to kind of make ourselves feel better. Uh, but I think fitness is one of like the pillars for mental health. I think there's other pillars in there that could be more important or just as important. I guess uh, my question for you is like, what, what are the other pillars that improve your mental health other than fitness? Totally. Um, I would probably say the things that helped me the most were um, more dealing with my personal growth for sure. Um, I found that I, I was kind of focusing so much on my fitness that I felt like I was falling back on who I was as a person. Like I, I wasn't spending time with my family. I wasn't making those close relationships. I was so obsessive about my diet and my physique. I would actually um, say no to social events because I didn't want to risk um, ruining my macros or drinking alcohol or like doing anything that would ruin what I thought was making me happy, which was my, uh, my body. Right. So I guess, um, one of the pillars for that was, was that a pillar personal growth, personal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And personal growth, just personal awareness. Right. I mean, I feel like balance itself should be a pillar in there. Right. That should be like the middle pillar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a big triangle. Right. That's actually why I based my, um, my uh, brand logo as a triangle is like, you kind of need to, you kind of, because the triangle is the uh, strongest geometric shape, right? right. Without, without one of those three points, like the whole thing falls apart. Uh, but the, the basic concept behind that is just making sure that you're balanced in everything you do. So for my personal, um, my personal, I guess, pillars, um, I describe them as three M's. So there's mindset. Um, so having sure that you're right mentally, um, make sure you're sorting through those feelings that I talked about prior, um, movement is huge. Just making sure you're, you're getting a good sweat in, making sure that you're doing the things that you're primarily built to do. And, uh, the last M is more for me, it's, uh, music personally, but then it's, it's really whatever makes you the most passionate. It's so important. I think for me to, to have something that that wakes you up in the morning, something that makes you like, lights a fire under your ass. You know, I just feel like if you don't have all three of those things, then something's going to give, something's going to break. So kind of like your mindset movement and then some sort of a passion for you, it's music. That's yeah. like your outside passion for mm -hmm. me. I like making YouTube videos and recording myself talk on my phone, but <laughs> <laughs> To each their own, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that's good. And then balance is key, obviously. You can't just have one of them take over your whole life. Otherwise, you're just obsessive over that, right? Exactly. So how, exactly. Do, you, how do you keep track of yourself when you lose balance? Um, it definitely takes a lot of um, self-awareness, for sure. I find I, I um, especially right now with um, the pandemic going on, I've been falling into some bad habits again of just kind of like obsessing over over um certain things um but then once i catch myself doing that or once i catch myself in kind of like a loop or a spiral i uh i try and just uh honestly i breathe <laughs> it's like it sounds so dumb and like so simple but then just taking like 
a good minute to just kind of reset to breathe really breathe deep into your belly and let it out and all of a sudden like i'm able to recalibrate myself nice so that's kind of like your grounding technique when you feel like you're a little bit lost exactly um i breathing or meditation helps too um i definitely have a lot more time for that as well i try to make that like a morning routine is um i'll whip up like just a track or something and i'll i'll sit through that for 10 15 minutes nice man and then like to keep yourself focused you're obviously someone who loves to set goals you had that 100 pound weight loss goal in the first place mm-hmm. what's, what's your next goal moving forward yeah um so i don't know if i said this in this video or the last video uh but i, I just took up olympic weightlifting um so i'm hoping to compete in that for my first time um hopefully sooner than later obviously it depends on when all this craziness uh ends i was supposed to do a meet at the end of april originally but obviously that's going to be pushed forward so whenever that happens like i i just want to be ready so that's why i've been training the way i have been and are you using a coach for that are you getting some help for uh, preparation on that 100 percent um that's one of the reasons why i started working at dynasty burnaby is they have one of the largest um weightlifting clubs in bc actually um they're the owners are are the head coaches for that as well their names are patrick and richard and they've been super super generous with their knowledge and support as they've helped me go through this amazing amazing sport it's one of those things i wish i'd invested in earlier because um it's a lot of fun but i think i had to go through a few different phases of uh, my fitness career to get here so i'm happy i'm just happy that i'm here (laughs) nice man what do you uh i guess we'll dive into this question because this is something that some people might wonder now if if they're uh, not like super in tune with fitness or maybe they're just ignorant to a couple different facts but why why would a trainer need a trainer why would why would that be a thing (laughs) <laughs> that's um you know what that's a good question i uh i probably would have asked that question myself three years ago um when i was a much more naive uh personal trainer <laughs> um it's honestly it's just that pursuit of knowledge man like the moment someone tells me they know everything like i basically discredit them i discredit them immediately like there's no way you can know everything like that's kind of that's kind of our job is to keep finding the answers that's for any real professional that is part of their job it doesn't matter if you're a mechanic or you're a trainer or you're i don't know like a chef right you're always looking for the answer to the next problem you're always looking for that next step right so um i always wanted to uh receive training for this particular sport i just didn't know where to get started or who to find and the stars just happened to align uh, for me to join up with the dynasty team um and i can tell you that it's it's absolutely fantastic um aside from just not really not having to worry about programming for myself anymore which is already a huge huge plus because it's 
it's bad it like I don't want to say it's not the word's not bad but then when you program for like a dozen people um <laughs> it's kind of hard to program for yourself as well you got so it's kind of like a multiple personality disorder kind of thing you forget mm-hmm. I forget who I am what I'm training for <laughs> so it's nice to have someone else think of that for me for once and obviously just getting that affirmation you know getting that affirmation of that what I'm doing is gonna gonna get me on the right track um, having that accountability that we were talking about before too because uh, they're definitely always on your ass about making sure that you're doing things properly that you're following the program and um, yeah that you're just um, progressing nice man and um, jumping more into like the mental health self-development personal growth topics I mean some of the things I talk about a lot in my YouTube videos and things that I've just been suggesting for people I talk a lot about reading. I talk a lot about journaling, uh, a little bit about meditation because I'm not good at it, but I do value it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about reading because that's what you do in your spare time as well. Mm-hmm. Do you do you journal? Do you keep a journal? I love the idea of keeping a journal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Um, I. You know what? It's funny because I love to write, actually. Um, I'm trying to write more right now uh, for my website. Um, But for some reason, specifically, I leave time for the meditation. I leave time for the morning rituals. Definitely leave time for the morning coffee. But I can't leave time to journal for whatever reason that may be. But I do recognize how how invaluable that can be for someone. Um, just to be able to get your thoughts down on paper, um, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. Like I know when I was journaling, um, it would start off with me writing about my feelings and then somewhere along the line, it ends up being this like Game of Thrones fan fiction. It's is weird. Like that's the way my mind works sometimes. <laughs> hey, we like dragons and wolves, man. That's cool. <laughs> exactly. That's cool. Uh, we talked about this book before before I recorded it, before in the conversation. What, what, yeah. was, the, what was the book that you, uh, you kind of had changed your ideas or your perspective on life? Yes. Um, so the book's by Alan Watts. Um, I know that you're a big fan of his. Uh, I'm a big fan of his too. Like I listen to all of his stuff. Uh, not his stuff, but I guess all of the YouTube videos that have his recordings on them. Uh, this book specifically is called The Wisdom of Insecurity. Uh, and it really helped me get through a lot of anxiety that I was feeling. Um, specifically, when I was just out of university, there were a lot of compounding factors there. Me dealing with, um, again, those body image issues that I talked about uh, post-cut. Uh, me dealing with not necessarily knowing what I wanted to do with my life um me feeling just that me feeling basically that I didn't have my shit together right like I was 24 23 24 at that time and for some reason I thought that's the time you have your shit together now I obviously know that that's definitely not the case (laughs) but then I just um the book really helped me put things into perspective with that um along with some friends that helped me along the way too um like i said in the prior video i went down to portland uh to the oregon coast and i took four or five days alone 
uh, in my car and I just sorted through my own feelings uh, myself. And that's what led me to my big revelation that I wanted to get into fitness. Yeah. And then that's when you became a personal trainer and obviously started helping other people get onto a, a journey like you had. Was mm -hmm. it, was it tough to motivate people to get onto a fitness journey as well? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Um, I find now that I'm outside of, uh, now that I'm at a, a smaller boutique gym, it's almost easier to find people who are more compliant with the programming. Um, and I was trying to think about why that is um, without getting too much into this big debate of like, oh, big box, small box, this and that. I don't think that's really the point of it um, because I did have amazing clients when I was working at Steve Nash as well. I think it just comes down to more of the influx of clientele, if that makes sense. You have so many people that um, are coming at you um, for these assessments and for these uh, for these um, goal, uh, what do we call it? Goal assessments and fitness, fitness um, goal and fitness assessments, essentially. Um, but then just the commitment level was never always the same, right? But then because it was part of their membership, I, they just kind of went through it anyways, if that makes sense. Yep. Whereas, whereas when I, now that I'm at this uh, small box, uh, usually the people that reach out to me, they're not necessarily put in my lap. They've actually put in the work to find in a trainer. Uh, they know specifically what kind of trainer they want so that by the time they, re they make it to me, it's all pretty much crystal clear what they want to do, what they have to do, and they're pretty committed to it. Um, so that's kind of the difference I found between then and now. Um, but I still, I wouldn't trade the experience of, uh, me working there, uh, at all. Uh, just, it, it taught me a lot about what I wanted to do, uh, what, who I wanted to be, uh, in my own training practice. Nice. And then since you've gone through this huge fitness journey, you talked about, you know, having some anxieties, um, things like that surrounding body image and social anxiety, now that you've gone through your fitness journey and now that you're a trainer, do you still deal with any anxieties or any issues with mental health? Um, not particularly. I find I'm pretty, I'm pretty accepting of where I am and uh, how I am at this moment in my life. Are there goals that I want to strive for and push for? For sure, without a doubt. But I'm not... Um, admonishing myself uh, and my current state in lieu of those goals. Um, I've noticed more so my anxiety has come back in regards to the current situation that we're in, which I'm sure it's, it's like revealed itself for many people, especially people who've maybe never felt that before. Um, and it can be pretty, it can be pretty scary that first time. Um, so me trying to deal with that, it's a little bit different uh, just because I haven't quite <laughs> cracked the code on how to deal with anxi anxiety on a global level. Uh, <laughs> if someone else has, please let me know. Um, but <laughs> I'm just taking it day by day, man. Like, I, I, I just, two vets. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let me call up grandpa real quick and we'll see uh, what he says. You need a Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> how, how, are you, how are you getting through it, though? How are you planning on getting through this? Because I guess you got two minutes left on the second recording now. Oh, wow. That went even faster than the first one. Yeah, let's let's end it off with just saying, I guess, a positive message. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are feeling anxiety right now. What's, what's your advice? Yeah, my advice is, um, especially if this is your um, first time feeling something to this degree, is um, to just breathe. Like I've been talking about breathing a lot this whole video, but just just take a second and really deep breathe breathe deeply into the belly um exhale let out all that pent up anxiety emotion um understand that this is going to pass like most shitty things in your life this is going to pass to think back to i guess the last really shitty thing that ever happened to you it probably felt like it was going to be for eternity but it wasn't and this is going to be the same thing you just have to be patient with it. Um, you have to accept accept it for sure, because the more you try to avoid it, the, the harder it's going to be. Accept the position we're in. Um, find the joy, if any, in the position we're in. And I guarantee you when this is all over, we're just going to come out stronger. 100%, man. 100%. Thank you so much for recording this and then re-recording it with me, John. Again, I'm going to shout out your Instagram so people can go and check it out at Muscles and Music at Triple M Coaching CA. But that is where uh, Zoom video is about to cut us out. So thank you so much. Bless you, man, for spending this thank time you. with me. Of course, anytime. That's it, man. Recording over. At least we recorded at that time. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> oh, now I can recline. That was sick, man. That's awesome. Thank. I could talk to you all day, man. This is fun. Oh, it's actually still recording. It says it's still recording. Maybe it's a forty-minute oh, wow. recording because it took us like Maybe. a minute to start. But um, that's sweet, man. I'm gonna.